Chapter Ten of Little Meg's Children by Hespa Stretton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten, Little Meg as Chairwoman. Meg and her children did not fail to make their appearance the next morning at Mrs. Blossom's shop, where she welcomed them heartily and made them comfortable again by the kitchen fire. When they were well warmed, and had finished some bread and some coffee which had been kept hot for them, Mrs. Blossom put on a serious business air. "'Mr. George and me have talked you over,' she said, "'and he's agreed to something. I can't do my duty by him as I should wish, you know why, and I want a little maid to help me.' "'Oh, if you please,' faltered little Meg, "'I couldn't leave our attic. I promised mother I wouldn't go away till father comes home. Don't be angry, please.' i'm not angry child continued mrs blossom i only want a little maid to come mornings and go away nights like a charwoman mother used to go charring sometimes remarked meg i'm not a rich woman resumed mrs blossom and mr george has his old father to keep as lives down in my own village and i know him well so we can't give great wages i'd give you a half quartern loaf a day and mr george threepence for the present while it's winter would that suit your views what could i do with robbie and baby asked meg with an air of perplexed thought couldn't you leave em with a neighbor suggested mrs blossom meg pondered deeply for a while kitty had told her the night before that she had got some sailors shirts to sew and would stay at home to make them she could trust robin and the baby with kitty and instead of lighting a fire in her own attic she could give her the coals and so save her fuel as a part payment for taking charge of the children yet meg felt a little sad at the idea of leaving them for so long a time and seeing so little of them each day and she knew they would miss her sorely but nothing else could be done and she accepted mrs blossom's offer thankfully ye needn't be here for nine o the morning said mrs blossom it's too early for posy to be passing by and you can go away again as soon as it's dark in the evening you mustn't get any breakfast you know because that's in our bargain and i'd never grudge you a meal's meat for the children either bless em they shall come and have a good tea with us sometimes they shall specially on sundays when mr george is at home and if you'd only got your clothes out o pawn we'd all go to church together but we'll see we'll see meg entered upon her new duties the next morning after committing the children with many lingering kisses and last good-byes into kitty's charge who promised faithfully to be as kind to them as meg herself if it had not been for her anxiety with regard to them she would have enjoyed nothing better than being mrs blossom's maid the good woman was so kindly and motherly that she won meg's whole heart and to see her sit by the shop window knitting a very large long stocking for mr george but with her eyes scanning every woman's face that went by made her feel full of an intense and childish interest she began herself to watch for posy as her mother described her and whenever the form of a grown-up girl darkened the doorway she held her breath to listen if mrs blossom called her by that pet name mr george also was very good to meg in his bluff way and bought her a pair of nearly new shoes with his first week's wages over and above the threepence a day which he paid her with mrs blossom she held many a conversation about the lost girl who had grown up wicked and was therefore worse than dead and before long mr george observed that meg had done her a world of good christmas day was a great treat to meg for though mr george went down into the country to see his old father mrs blossom invited her and the children to come to dinner and to stay with her till it was the little one's bedtime 
when they sat round the fire in the afternoon she told them wonderful stories about the country of its fields and gardens and lanes i like gardens said robin but i don't like lanes why don't you like lanes asked mrs blossom i know lots of lanes he answered there's rosemary lane and it's not nice nor none of em they ain't nice like temple gardens rosemary lane repeated mrs blossom why the lanes in the country are nothing like the lanes in london they're beautiful rows with tall trees growing all along em and meeting one another overhead and there are roses and honeysuckles all about the hedges and birds singing and the sun shining only you don't know anything about roses and honeysuckles and birds are there any angels there asked robin fastening his glistening eyes upon her intently well no said mrs blossom not as i know of is the devil in the country pursued robin yes answered mrs blossom i suppose he's there pretty much the same as here folks can be wicked anywhere or else my posy wouldn't have grown up bad robin asked no more questions and mrs blossom was glad to talk of something else it was a very happy day together but it came too quickly to an end meg wrapped up her children well before turning out into the cold streets and mrs blossom gave them a farewell kiss each with two to meg because she was such a comfort to her when they reached their own attic they heard kitty call to them and meg opened the door she was sitting without any fire stitching away as for her life at a coarse striped shirt lighted only by a small farthing candle but she laid down her task for a minute and raised her thin pale face and her eyes half blinded with tears and hard work where have you been all day little meg she asked me and the children have been at mrs blossom's answered meg because it's christmas day and i wish you'd been there as well kitty we'd such a good dinner and tea she gave me a bit of cake to bring home and you shall have some of it no no said kitty it'd choke me oh it couldn't it's as nice as nice can be said meg you must just have a taste of it did you go talking about that posy again asked kitty bending diligently over her work we always talk about her answered meg every day mrs blossom's watching for her to go by all day long you know she'll never go by said kitty shortly oh she's certain to go by some day cried meg mrs blossom asks god to let her go by every day of her life and he's positive to do it if she's grown up so wicked argued kitty she didn't ought to go back to her mother and her such a good woman god wouldn't send her back to her mother you'll see but if god sent her back her mother would never think of her being wicked she loves her so said little meg if robbie were ever so naughty i'd keep on loving him till he was good again well posy'll never go home no more said kitty and hot tears fell fast upon her work she will she will cried meg i expect her every day like father perhaps they'll both come home to-morrow i wish you'd ask god to let posy and father come home to-morrow i'm too bad to ask god for anything sobbed kitty well i don't know said meg sorrowfully you're not bad to me or the children but i must go to bed now let us kiss you afore we go mrs blossom kissed me twice and said i was a comfort to her kitty threw down her work and clasped meg strongly in her arms pressing down meg's head upon her breast and crying oh my dear little meg my good little meg then she put them all three gently out of her room and bade them good-night and god bless them in a husky and tremulous voice 
End of chapter 10